0: Welcome back to another episode of Rice and Beans and Everything in Between. I'm your host, David Cruz, and as always, you can reach me at rice and beans for all. That's rice and beans, the number four, A L L, at gmail.com, or you can tweet at Wepa That's wepapepa. That's W E P A P E P A. It's been a while since my last episode, and It's a good reason. Unfortunately, uh, some family um, medical uh, issues that my mom was having and unfortunately she passed away. So it's been quite a, a journey this last few months that have gone by. But I want to talk about this for today. And today's topic is parental guidance needed. The passing of a parent. And I'm sure many of you have gone through this If not, that's great, but for those of us who have, it is an unfortunate time, and especially when it's untimely. So I wanted to get this out, and it's somewhat cathartic for me. It's recently, it's about two weeks since my mom has passed away. Unfortunately, she passed away from squamous cell sarcoma. I believe a form of skin cancer, and she was battling this for a while, within the year. And unfortunately, after going through treatment, chemotherapy, radiation, it spread very quickly, and this was an untimely death for me and my family. So I want to talk about that a little bit, because sometimes... We don't want to talk about it, or it is very difficult, which I understand. It has been difficult for me, but I want to talk about it. And again, this would be cathartic for me. And of course, you can always email me again at riceandbeansforall at gmail dot com. That's rice and beans, then number four, all at gmail.com, And let me think what you or tell me what you think about in your thoughts and. Maybe even some things that can help me and my family during this time. But let's just talk about just having a parent. Of course, there are parents who are absent. I get it. They're single mom, single dads. Both parents are around as well. And just having a parent. I mean, I know as a teenager, as a young kid, you're always there. They're always there. They're there for you, whether you want it or not. And they're there truly for guidance. It truly is. And we may not know it. We may not understand that it is a um a form of guidance or it is guidance. And sometimes we want it, sometimes we don't. As a little kid it's needed. Younger adult is needed. And even as a fifty-three year old, you know, it's still needed as well. And it is tough, and sometimes we don't want to accept their advice, we don't want to accept what they're telling us, but they're parents for a reason, and as a parent myself, there are many things, like I'm sure many of us, many things that we're saying now that our parents have told us in the past, and those are the times that we say, well, I'll never say that, I won't be like you, there's no way, and we find ourselves saying it. One perfect example, simple, don't make me stop this car, or what did I say, right? We always say, I'm not going to be that parent, but we turn into it. Why? Because our kids will drive us to that. <laughs> and so um, so I get it, and having the parent, but I, I was very fortunate to have both my parents. My dad is still around. So that is a you know a focus for myself and my siblings. I have four other siblings. So he will be our focus from here on in to make sure he's okay. Again, it's been a little over 62 years that my mom and my dad were together. So it is very difficult for him to get over it, at least right now. And it's still fresh, and I get it. He's been going down, and he went down. To visit my brother. My brother lives out of state, so it was a change of scenery for my dad. And um, I think it's it was well needed. I think he needed it. So uh, as we say, you know, Papi needed that. And again, we don't want to take it for granted, and we do take it for granted that they're here. And we're not thinking. I know I didn't. I didn't think. Ah, you know, my mom. Mommy's going to leave soon or, you know, something might happen. No, that's not the case. And, you know, even though it came to that, I came to the realization that I truly needed to absorb and take in everything that she had said that she was still here. And unfortunately, it got to the point that it was almost too late. I got to spend time with my mom, yes, but in hindsight, I could have done more. But that's even a point that, you know, is it too morbid to start thinking, well, you know what, let me start enjoying them right now because they might die, and they will die eventually, but you never think is this soon. But I didn't want to think about that. I didn't want to think about a year or two ago or even earlier. You know, eventually mommy's going to die. You know, let me do this. It, it was a little morbid for me, and it is, and I don't think most people think that way unless they've gone through it with one parent so for example it's gonna be a little different with my dad now i will enjoy him while he's still with us and it's not like my dad's going anywhere anytime soon as far as i know (laughs) so but it's a different perspective now different take a lot of the things that he does little things that would have annoyed me um it's not going to annoy me as much and I think that's, I guess I'll, I'll have to thank my mom for that. And it is almost like, here's my second chance. And I'll have to stick to that. And, and I'll keep him in mind. And again, little things, I'm not going to bust his, his chops about it. I can't. Because it's, it's only him now. Unfortunately, my wife has lost both parents. So she's an easy soundboard and, and for me. And I can bounce things off of her because she's gone through it. She's gone through both. We've had friends that have lost their parents, both their parents as well. Younger than than my mom. My mom was 83. She would have been 84 in December. My dad is 85. So I have the luxury of asking the questions from or to or ask the the questions to the uh family members that I know and friends and family that I can bounce these questions off of. But with my mom, it was a diagnosis it was just under a year, and it wasn't even a year ago. Was something just wasn't right? She was fidgeting, moving around, and unfortunately, my mother's doctor, oncologist, or eventual, eventually it was her oncologist, he said it was um, a form of skin cancer, or more so because it was her lower torso by her buttocks let's say considered rectal cancer uh and it's very it's very fast went through radiation chemo she actually went through it and fared quite well with it she still had her hair still had her humor a little weak you know i get it it is tiring going through prostate cancer myself um it's nothing near what my mom went through. And prostate cancer is about 99% curable when detected early. So, guys, get out there. Get your PSA done. That's that's, uh, that's my own uh, PSA announcement or advertisement. Get your PSA checked when you go for your physical. It's very easy. It's a blood test. The doctor can order it. When they do run the blood test, they check for it. And make sure those numbers are down. But for my mother, it went quickly. So she did fairly well with the radiation and the chemotherapy that she was receiving. After that, she was doing better. But unfortunately, my mother did not like water. Who's ever heard of someone who doesn't like water? That was her. Never, ever liked drinking water. And she avoided it like the plague. Did not want it. So, of course, suffice to say, she was dehydrated and she would end up in the hospital. Then one time she went back to the hospital, they she did great. They hooked her up to an IV. She looked 100% better. But, unfortunately, fluid built up in her lungs and she couldn't breathe. So, she had to end up back in the hospital in the emergency room. And that's when they detected that the cells the cancer cells had returned. And one of her lungs, her left lung, was filling up with fluid. They inserted a catheter, was draining, was doing great. But unfortunately, that was what was causing the um, the fluid buildup. Her cancer cells from her squamous, cell uh, carcinoma, excuse me, had spread in into her lungs and it was Wrap it from here, from there on in, maybe within two weeks. And it's tough, and it's tough to hear it. I was there when the thoracic surgeon told her that what was causing the fluid was cancer cells, and that that was something that, as far as the next steps, she had to speak to her col- oncologist about. And it just broke my heart when the thoracic surgeon who inserted the catheter and did the biopsy of her lungs said, The cancer cells have spread. And I can just hear the air just come out of my mother. Just going, ah. Not happy. But she was a trooper. She was tough. And that was was tough to, to hear. There was no way that she was going to be able to get through another round of chemotherapy. So it was a matter of weeks. And sure enough, within two to three weeks is when we lost her. And how do you brace yourself for that? It is very difficult. You're never prepared for it. Never. Things go so fast. From her not wanting to be in a hospital, not wanting to be at a Calvary hospital, she wanted hospice care and comfort care at home. Which she did and my sisters did do that and helped her as much as possible, granted her wishes until the point that they couldn't take care of her as much as a nurse or a hospice care facility would have. My wife and I ordered, or my wife ordered a hospital bed for her to have at home. That never arrived at the house because she was admitted to the hospital unconscious prior to the bed coming. So that never came to fruition. And once she was in the hospital, it just went so quickly. And you can't. You can't brace yourself. It is a almost like you are chasing something that you can't catch up to. And it is tough. It was tough for me. It was tough for my sisters. Tough for my brother. And it is not something that you can ever brace yourself for. Yes, you start thinking about it. You start thinking, okay, this is what we need to do. And be prepared for it. But you're never truly prepared for it. And unfortunately, it also brings family squabbles as well. Did we do enough for her? Did we do too much for her? Or did we not, should we not have honored her wishes? Should we have just stepped in and taken care of her or do things so that she would have been taken care of? But that's, that's a tough call. You're trying to honor your parents' wishes. But also you want to keep them around. It's a tough thing to balance. And it is hard. And the ugliness comes out in families. As far as who's doing what. Who's not doing enough. Should you be doing or should we be doing X, Y, and Z. And it gets very ugly. But eventually you have to prepare for the inevitable. And that is a tough pill to swallow. When you know... You're planning your parents post-death. What do you do? What can you do? Because all you're doing is living in that moment at that time. And all you want to do is just stay with them and you're hoping that they get better. And they're not. And you get angry because you start thinking, what is it that needs to be done to make her better? And sometimes there just isn't anything. The only thing left is to just live in that moment, enjoy them, comb their hair, brush their face with your hand, hold their hand, talk to them, and it is hard. It truly is hard. And even preparing, once that comes, once that day comes, you're never prepared for it. And it always is a tough thing to do because now it's, is it a matter of relief because they're no longer in pain, but then anger sets in because you start thinking why, why them? I know it's a cliche and you hear it a lot, but truly is you start thinking why is there someone who is 96 years old and your mother who's 83 doesn't survive, is not here anymore. Obviously, I'm not blaming anyone. You can't, but those are some of the thoughts that come into play. And it is hard because you're planning on and planning for their death. What do you want? What do they do? What do you do for your parent? Were they cremated? Do they want to be cremated? Do they want an open casket? Do they want something else? In my mother's case, she wanted to be cremated She wanted a memorial. She did not want to be in a funeral home. And she just wanted to to feed people and make sure that everyone had a good time. So that's what we did. We had a memorial for her. It was in a clubhouse, rented two rooms, and all we did was remember her and honored her for what she did and the legacy that she has left behind in her kids. And the core, and the parent, caring for the parent that's still here. In my case, it's my father, making sure that he's okay. Again, he, he lost his partner of over sixty years. Very quickly. Now, how do we care for him, and make sure that he's okay? I the only thing that I can relate that's definitely I have I'm I'm married as well, and I think I would be devastated if my wife were to pass away but i can't say that i know what he's going through because i have it but it's looking out for him as well making sure that he's okay and that it's okay that he spent his life with her he had the best years of the life reminding him you had the best years of your life with her as well but how do you care for that parent afterwards to make sure that they're okay Without reminding them too much of the past and of their spouse. So that it doesn't bring up any memories or bad memories that they're no longer here. Do you bring it up to kind of remind them that it was a great time? Keep those thoughts in your head. But it is hard from maybe preparing food for him. Taking my father out making sure that he's okay, making sure the apartment that he lives in is also kept tidy as well, but helping him out. And how do you recover yourself? Do you just pour yourself into work as a distraction? Do you completely get the thoughts of your parent passing away out of your head, almost as if you're forgiving, I'm sorry, if you're forgetting them, Which you never will. But what do you do? How do you recover? There's help out there. Do you go to a therapist? Do you speak to friends, family members, your partner? Is it just great memories of the person? That is tough. And it's still fresh for me because it's only been two weeks. And I can tell you right now, I can't, I still can't look at her picture. I can't. It brings me to tears. And it's only because I remember her being here not too long ago. And now the the thought of that she's no longer here at all permanently. That she I will not be able to call her from coming home from work. Or once I get home. Or picking her up on the weekend. That's what's tough. And I think that's what it is. And just listening to her. Voice and seeing her picture, knowing you were just here two weeks ago. So it's been tough for me to look at her picture. I know eventually I will, and it'll bring happier thoughts for me and happier memories. But just right now, I can't. Is that unheard of? Is that something that I'm sure other people have gone through? If so, then how do you get past that? Maybe that's something that I would need to. Speak to someone about. But it is tough. Right now it's looking at her picture. We had her memorial. We remembered her the way she wanted to. Great memories. People share their thoughts and memories of her. Maybe that's part of the healing process. Moving on. Or do you actually move on? Or do you want to even move on? Without f- sounding callous. You're not going to forget your parents. But do you move on with keeping the great memories that you have of them and knowing what they wanted for you? Knowing that what they did, and in my case, what my mother did for us, she made sure that we were okay, that we were functioning adults, citizens, parents, spouses, siblings to, to each other, brothers and sisters to each other. Is that part of the healing process as well? Knowing, okay, I can only do this because of my parent. And we all have that. And I would hope that's what we all do. Anyway, this is, I'm sure this will be another episode soon after. Update, see how I'm doing. And by all means, again, you can reach out to me, let me know, give me suggestions, give me advice. Anything that you ask, maybe I can help with as well. More so, I'm probably seeking your advice. You can email me at riceandbeans for all That's riceandbeans, one word, the number 4, A-L-L, at gmail.com, or on Twitter, at Wepa Peppa, WEPAPEPA, W-E-P-A, P-E-P-A. This is another episode Not as uplifting maybe, (laughs) but it is cathartic and it was an episode that was on my mind and in my heart that I needed to get out. And I thank you for listening as well. Again, David Cruz. This has been Rice and Beans for All. Parental guidance needed. The passing of a parent. We all have parents. We all need our parents as well. And again, I thank you for listening. Until the next time.